Welcome back to A Better Love. I'm your host, Dr. Greg Matos, a licensed psychologist in Los Angeles and a leading expert in couples therapy. Tonight, we're talking about compromise, and I'll teach you a specific strategy. Get your spouse on TikTok right now. The person you love the most, whoever that is, join me together every Sunday to talk about getting through hard stuff and fostering a healthy relationship. That's what we're talking about here. You're listening to episode 77 with a live TikTok audience. Tonight's episode is made possible by Mona, our third official sponsor who honors her late father, Mohammed Jakdar. She hopes you will join her in supporting the show as a way to honor those who helped you learn about love. I want to take a moment to celebrate everybody. I started this show almost a year ago tonight. I will have shared all of the core relationship skills that I initially set out to teach. You can watch and listen to 76 plus episodes on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Real quick shout out to our moderators again tonight. Hey, Ryan and everybody else who's moderating on TikTok. Thank you for fostering a supportive environment. Feel free to share your thoughts in the comments and I'll get to them later. We're starting again, diving into learning how to love more fiercely by understanding the trickiest, one of the trickiest things to figure out as a human being in a healthy relationship with another human being. That's compromise. Uh, If you're listening to this right now, there is no doubt in anyone's mind, I imagine, that compromise is a very, very, very difficult thing for a lot of people to deal with. And in romantic relationships, we need to be able to do that if we are going to have a masterful, loving relationship, especially, ladies and gentlemen, if we are experiencing what the Gottmans call or describe as gridlocked perpetual issues. Now, if you are new to the show, you may not have heard me say this about a million times, (laughs) but, uh, you know, every relationship comes with its storms. Every relationship will have Uh, perpetual issues. This is the very nature of being in a long-term relationship with another imperfect human being with their own histories, dreams, desires, aspirations, etc. Gridlock is the thing that we want to try to stay away from. Having issues is not the issue, right? It's the gridlock that comes up around perpetual issues that that's when we really need compromise. Let me tell you why that's the case. When we find an issue that arises again and again and again in your relationship, and maybe you're listening to this right now and you're in a relationship where that's the case. Maybe you've shared something that was on your mind, you've made a bid, you've requested for a change, and maybe that change didn't happen. So now you've got some gridlock, an issue here. Maybe, ladies and gentlemen, you've never really had a phenomenal conversation with your partner that the Gottmans would describe as a dreams within a conflict conversation. A dream within conflict conversation is a beautiful conversation to have before you talk about compromising on stuff. Why? The dreams within a conflict conversation is really, at its core, a strategy that couples therapists who are trained in Gottman Method will use with their, their clients to help them truly understand the underlying story that is behind a core need, which is not currently being met. If you've been in any relationship longer than 
three or four months, <laughs> you understand that relationships are about this give and take. It's about responding to bids, each other's bids for attention and affection and whatever it is that we are turning toward each other for in a, uh, a healthy love, a healthy relationship. We got to be able to work through gridlocked issues. You start with sharing the dream. You start with sharing what is the underlying story here. Let me give you a concrete example of one, one very concrete, clear uh, situation that I've heard of in some way, shape, or form over the last six years of doing couples therapy in private practice and at the VA and elsewhere in the military. <laughs> I did it for in the military for a little bit. Uh, but it, it's this process of being able to actually clearly understand what it is that you're asking for, right? And in a very clear situation, for instance, of a couple, th think about this, and maybe this is you, maybe you know a couple like this, or maybe you've had these thoughts before, but a couple who has differing views about dinner time routine, okay? Now, dinner time is a wonderful moment in a day where a family system, a couple, friends, whatever, can come together around food and share an emotional connection while they savor maybe some good wine and uh, delicious Mediterranean food or you know whatever, whatever the food is that you're enjoying. I'm Portuguese. I, my family comes from Portugal. We love some delicious you know, sort of Mediterranean uh, dishes as well. Uh, but that dinner time routine, let's say in this example, that one person wants to sit down at the table each night and share a meal, okay? Well, the other person, uh, that's less important to them. Maybe it's not important to them at all. They prefer to eat on the go. Maybe, you know, they get home late at night, uh, which is a common thing for couples trying to navigate that, right? Or lots of travel, for instance, try to navigate these rituals like dinner time, right? So what if you're on the sep a, a different page here around this sort of fundamental ritual of emotional connection that one of you wants and one of you doesn't really care about. Well, this comes down to you to three things, okay? And I'm going to lay them out here and then we're going to take each at a time up until 15 minutes into the show and then we'll switch gears here. Uh, number one is you have to, in order to address this, okay, so you get a couple in disagreement, they're trying to figure it out, keeps coming up, uh, the partner who wants to have their dinner time routine is feeling disappointed and hurt. Uh, they feel misunderstood. They have a sense that their partner doesn't really understand what's going on, why they want it. And they think that they're communicating these things to their partner, but it's not getting through, et cetera, et cetera, right? So here's three things that you need to be able to learn how to do after you've described to your partner uh, some of your dreams there around dinner time, right? Like, why is this important to you? Where does this come from? What stories are, is this connected to you for in your childhood, for instance? Like, was dinner time a really important thing in your home growing up? Was that a, you know, a stable, consistent thing that you really enjoyed? You want to uh, foster that kind of, maybe a different version, but that kind of, of emotional connection? Well, that's going to be important to you. You need to communicate that to your partner, right? And that comes into step one of this process of compromise, okay? And I'm going to go through the strategy right now. This is a very brief introduction to compromise. If you are in a relationship right now and you're having difficulty around a gridlocked issue, I encourage you to reach out to a local provider who is licensed and trained in couples therapy to work with you on this. Gottman Method Couples Therapist specifically will know exactly what I'm talking about because this is an evidence-based approach. It's a model 
that many, many, many mental health providers have been trained in over the years. Cheers to you, John and Julie Gottman, for giving us this amazing knowledge and wisdom and data to share with our audience tonight. Uh, Number one is defining your core needs, values, and dreams, which are, I'm going to describe this as your areas of inflexibility. Okay, think about that for a second. So one is defining what are your areas of inflexibility around this particular issue, dinner time routine, right? Or whatever your issue is that you're navigating with your partner right now. So defining your core needs, values, and dreams, which, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to suggest to you should be very a very small sliver of the conversation when you're having a conversation about compromise, right? But it's important for you to know what your core values, needs, and dreams are about this specific issue because if it keeps coming up, it's probably connected to a bigger story, right? An underlying dream for you. You have to understand what that dream is clearly for yourself. Share it gently with your partner. In this conversation, in the compromise dialogue that I'm discussing right now, you understand this small, we hope, small area of inflexibility, right? It's a core need, right? Each and every one of you who is listening to this right now, I want you to understand what your core needs are. What are they? Is it uh, some level of sexual intimacy, sexual closeness, some level of uh, sharing uh, responsibilities around the house, around dinner, some level of, you know, whatever the core need is. The core need is different than wants and preferences, okay? Very different. You can have tons of preferences. You can share your preferences. I want you to. You can have tons of wants. I want you to share your wants with your partner. You got to know what your core needs are, okay? These are really at the fundament, the fundamental part of your view of the world and relationships, okay? Communicate what those are. Talk about it. Go back and forth. Understand where each other are on your core needs as it relates to the conversation. That includes number two. Also, let's jump into the next thing, uh, defining your areas of flexibility. This should be a lot of things. Okay, there ought to be lots of conversation about all the areas of flexibility you have with this issue that you're talking to your partner about that you're trying to find compromise around. Okay, we want that to be a lot of conversation there, right? And the Gottman's, you know, and if you did this in therapy with somebody uh, who's trained in Gottman method, you'd see they use some circles, they have you draw, uh, you know, I'd have you draw two circles, uh, you know. Basically defining what it is that the, you know, a small circle within a bigger circle, a small circle has the inflexibility. We hope that's maybe one thing. <laughs> and then flexibility, we hope that there's like lots of variabilities, you know, lots of very uh, variations, I should say, in how you might approach a particular issue like dinner time or whatever it is that you're talking about. Right. And then the third thing is, and this is very, very important. I want you to listen super closely to this piece. Experiment. Okay. Experiment with a temporary compromise that recognizes both your core needs and dreams. When I say both, I mean you and your partner, right? So at this point, listen, uh, if you've you've worked with a couples therapist, maybe you've been able to pull this off by yourself. You've communicated at some point or maybe earlier in the week or something about your dream around dinner time. okay, in this example that I'm using. And then 
you get to the point where you're both calm, cool, and copacetic, you know, you're relaxed. So you find some time where you're both relaxed, okay? You feel safe, okay? You got to feel safe for this to work. And you sit down and you talk about it. Then you identify in that third step. We're in the third step of this compromise formula here. And it's about experimenting with a temporary compromise. So the beauty of that is that you don't, in this space, you're not gridlocked, right? Because you're dialoguing, okay? You're experimenting. We love experimentation. We love dialogue as couples therapists, Gottman Method couples therapists specifically. We want you to stay in dialogue, stay out of gridlock, okay? So as long as you're experimenting together about a new approach that honors both of your core needs, like whatever that inflexibility is there, and works with all of those flexible areas, all the things you say, well, you know, maybe, uh, you know, I'm going to really make sure that I'm home at least three nights a week or at least four nights a week. I'm going to make sure that I'm home at, you know, six o'clock and I'm going to make dinner, uh, and we're going to sit down and we're going to enjoy dinner together because I know this means so much to you, right? So that is kind of the place you can get when you've communicated your dreams in such a deep way. Uh, and this is my challenge to you. There are a few things that I want everybody to remember as we sort of uh, wrap up this conversation about compromise and shift into the second portion of our show tonight. There's a few things. I already mentioned one of them, which is uh, two people need to feel safe in order for compromise to work, okay? So the dialogue, the process that I've described tonight, like that's going to work maximally effectively when you both feel comfortable, safe, like you already, right? You already have ways of emotionally communicating, uh, validating each other, right? You already have that friendship piece there. So uh, that works. Listen, compromise never or really feels perfect, okay? Everyone is going to gain something. Everyone is going to lose something in a compromise, likely. Okay. The important thing to, you know, within the Gottman method, and I'm going to make this recommendation very clearly tonight, uh, which is the important thing is to feel understood when you're having this conversation about a really important thing that you're trying to compromise on, trying to figure out an experimental way to compromise on this thing together with. You feel understood, you feel respected, and you're honored in your dream okay so as long as this couple who's talking about dinner time rituals and how they need to compromise as long as each person uh feels understood respected and honored in their dream right then you're going to be able to kind of come to something that works for both of you i think in a easier way and like i said if this is an experiment you don't have to it doesn't have to be awesome right away if it doesn't work out, you can modify it and keep experimenting. This is the point. Hey, thanks for being here tonight, everybody. If you enjoyed the show uh, so far, I definitely want to invite you, personally invite you, to think about these topics more deeply with me in my 30-minute workshop, Back to the Basics. I don't know if you've heard about it. <laughs> it's free. It's streamed on YouTube. You can save your spot for this live event in May by clicking the link in my bio or going to a abetterloveproject.org. It's that time of the show. As I mentioned, to dive into your comments and get to live audience questions. I hope you've been thinking about compromise in your own life, the experiences that maybe you have had around compromise, around big things, around big dreams. Uh, our friend Brandy is saying feeling safe is tough. Uh, it can be. It absolutely can be. Uh, you know what would be interesting or important for me to maybe know 
is that just even in the situation you're thinking about, whether or not it's the situation of like dating, long-term relationships, even just knowing that difference uh, would guide my responses a little bit. Uh, but feeling safe for me begins with dating, right? That begins in the dating process. And if you feel safe, what does that mean? That means that you are coming to know someone, another person who you find attractive, we hope, <laughs> uh, intellectually, sexually, physically, the whole thing. Uh, we hope you're having a great time on a date or dates, you know, date one, two, three, and all the rest. If you end up being together in a long-term relationship, you never stop dating. If you think you stop dating, you've got it wrong. Uh, our friend here, Brandy says, I'm told, uh, you know, gaslighting came up in conversation for our friend here. I'm not, ex I'm not sure what that exactly means, our friend says. And what is that? It is the antithesis of emotional validation, the antithesis, okay, of understanding. And if you've come to our first workshop, Back to the Basics, you know that's the first thing we talk about, seeking understanding and emotionally validating. This comes from the Gottman Method Principles. Uh, and if you're doing that effectively, then gaslighting isn't a thing. Why? Because when two people look at each other, it's sincerely, really sincerely, like you can look your partner in the eye with um, admiration. You know what I mean? <laughs> we hope you admire the person that you're with, right? And that you adore them and you treasure them and you have such gratitude for them and for all the amazing things about them. And also that, you know, overrides the, uh, the relative weaknesses that each of us has. Each of us has relative weaknesses. Each of us have limitations in our ability to communicate, in our language, in our vocabulary, our emotional vocabulary. There's so many limitations. One thing that's very simple, though, is that gaslighting cannot exist in the presence of true emotional connection, reciprocal emotional connection, where there is mutual reciprocal understanding, seeking understanding, and mutual reciprocal emotional validation of each other's perspective because everyone here and anyone who listens to this show ought to recognize that each of us has our own reality right and most of us don't have the we have an ability if we sharpen that skill if we disciplined our mind if we practiced uh, some of these you know cognitive behavioral principles that we can get from psychology and other parts of life. If we were able to do that, then again, gaslighting doesn't exist because we validate each other, right? We seek validation to seek, we seek to validate each other as well as be validated, right? We love in the way that we want to be loved, right? And then if we do that, it's a simple thing, right? <laughs> very, very difficult to pull off. Very, very, very difficult to pull off. But love is an action. It's a series of actions. It's a series of decisions each and every day. How are you going to invest in your love, right? Fostering a beautiful love in yourself to share with a partner, whether it's now or in the future, that is, again, reciprocal. It's mutually reciprocal. It's got that emotional validation. So if that's not there in your relationship, my friend, then that's a challenge. And thank you so much uh, for letting us know.
that we answered your question. That's huge. So our next, and thank you for those donations. Cheers to you. Uh, the next people change and grow over time. How do you compromise when core beliefs change during the course of the relationship? E.g. a person who is religious and the other person who prefers just to be spiritual. That's an amazing question. You know, I've worked with couples on questions like this. Uh, I'm thinking of a particular situation where a couple was having a child. And or actually, they already had the child. They already had, they had a kid. <laughs> And they were just continuing a conversation about like how they were going to raise the child, right? And so this is a pretty simple scenario. You have a child together and you're trying to figure out what are the core messages, what are the core beliefs, principles, et cetera, uh, of life that I want to share with my child. It's a very simple <laughs> question. It doesn't matter where, it doesn't matter what your existence, doesn't matter what your framework, doesn't matter what uh, religion, spiritual belief, it doesn't matter. It's about what is it that you think that you want to share with your child. So this couple that I'm, you know, this, and there's many couples who ask this question, how do I talk to my kid? What do we, what do we agree on, right? I would hope that you, like the easy answer here, my friend, is I would hope that each and every one of us in the dating process stay up to date with our partner. And then when we get into a long-term relationship that we continuously stay up to date. So there's no surprises and that's the big thing. So religious beliefs, <laughs> spiritual beliefs, uh, these kind of big picture beliefs, they do change over time for many people. For some people, that's not the case. For others, this is true. Uh, it's more likely the case that your views of anything will evolve over time as you grow and experience and meet new people, new perspectives, etc. I guess what my suggestion to you, if you're already a place, it's kind of like a shocking, surprising situation where for some reason you haven't been keeping each other updated on your core values. Uh, and then you find yourself years later, you haven't stayed connected around these things. Now you have, you want to have a kid and, you know, so it's a big deal. You got to get into it. You got to get into it and you got to get down to the basics of what it is that's truly important to you. Okay especially if you have a child, right? Because both of you as co-parents, and we hope that in a, that, that most families, listen, I hope that you're in a situation, uh, if you're not currently married or in a relationship with a person that you had the child with, I hope very much so that uh, it's a healthy enough situation where the both of you can be co-parents. And we know that's the general thing that we want to move toward, which is co-parenting in general. We want people co-parenting when they're in a relationship. We want people co-parenting when they live in the same house. We want parents on the same page. So around these central questions, uh, around legacy and culture and these things, we definitely want you having these conversations long in advance, but do the same thing that I suggested tonight, you know what I mean, with a clinician in the room with you, because that conversation is uh, dicey enough that you would want to get into some local couples therapy with a great clinician who is uh, who honors each of your uh, cultural values and perspectives and is able to join with you to facilitate this very conversation, right? So that you and your partner can understand like, what is the core need here? Like, what do I need to have? What, what do I need from you, right? What area of this do we, do I need to share? 
around this thing, right? And number two is the flexibility. Like we're all the we're the areas of flexibility. So you know, I was raised in a particular tradition where people got together every Sunday uh, and went to church, right? So if that's the case, well, maybe the compromise, and maybe it's a temporary temporary compromise. I hope it is, because <laughs> that's the third point I made tonight was to try to experiment with the temporary compromise. So maybe it's like, oh, you know what? I realize I would really love for you to, you know, come to church with me. I really like you to come to mosque with me. I really want you to come to temple with me or whatever it is. Uh, I really want you to go for a hike through the forest with me. You know, whatever your spiritual deal is, uh, start with a temporary compromise just to see if you can get some wiggle room around the thing, right? Because wiggle room is what we're looking for in a long, fierce love between romantic partners, between family members, between friends, between all of us, and being able to consistently experiment with new ways of infusing some wiggle room, which is to to focus on all those areas of flexibility and to honor each other's core needs and beliefs and dreams, uh, that's where the magic happens. You know what I mean? That's really where the magic happens. And I've worked with couples through really hard stuff, as I mentioned, you know, and they do this in front of me and I can facilitate, I can coach people through it. Like, there's not enough. I, sh- I should say there's not enough. That's why we started this nonprofit, uh, because we're trying to improve access to mental health resources, free mental health resources for people who can't get in to see a couples therapist like me uh, and my colleagues here in LA and elsewhere. So, but I definitely would recommend around that conversation specifically, my friend. I want you to go to couples therapy. I want you to work with someone who's very, very skilled, culturally tuned, uh, and you vibe with. You both ought to vibe with the person that you're going to work with. Because why why go to couples therapy with someone who you don't like? <laughs> uh, you want to enjoy, you know, I mean, it's a tough thing to do in the first place. You want to at least, you know, like the person uh, find it relatively pleasant to be in the room doing couples therapy with this person because they're the person that's going to help facilitate the change in your relationship. You're going to do all the work. You're going to have the compromised dialogue. You're the ones that are going to define what is normal in your relationship. You're going to define these things, right? You get to do that together mutually. So hopefully I answered your question. Thank you again for your sponsorship of a better love project, my friend. Uh, the next question, how do you build a deeper connection in a long distance relationship? The most important thing is that we understand that deep emotional connections can form without lots, except for sharing deep emotional content with each other on a consistent basis. Listen, we're running out of time for tonight, uh, but listen, we're going to be back every week. Thanks for being here tonight. If you enjoyed all of the stuff that we talked about tonight, if you found value in what we're doing Uh, sponsor this public media project. Don't wait. Do it right now to get exclusive member benefits at patreon.com forward slash a better love project. As always, ask for what you need in your relationship and start couples therapy sooner rather than later. I'm Dr. Greg Matos from Hollywood, California. And until next time, love each other fiercely.